Star Wars sessions. Probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars sessions podcast. Part that he loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars sessions. This is the way. This is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is when fun begins. Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, stay for the Sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hudge, and joining me here as ever in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan and buddy out there. Word has it, he's the magical pie still. It's Luke Bly, Master Bly Walker, how are you mate? Oi oi, Savaloi, yes, no mate, I'm a... Uh... I'm all right. Oh, you, you got a cheeky monster there. That's a drink. Uh, other you energy drinks that. are available. Like you, absolute. Um, yeah, I have. I've just been really. I'm always tired, so I thought I had some of this. But it's not. I'm, it doesn't do anything to me. I just like the taste of it. I'm always tired. He's become immune to the caffeine. <laughs> He's become tired. immune to the sugar. He's, it, it just don't touch the sides. It don't do it, mate. Nope. Um, no. do, you know, do you know what? I am. I am. So excited for this week's episode. Um, we're getting stuck in some sequel content, and it feels oh, like filth. you know, it's just been it's been so long. It's been so long since we've sat down and really, you know, chewed the fat about the sequel trilogy, you know. Um absolutely yes. buzzing for this one, Matty Boy. Um, but are you okay otherwise? You good? You dandy? I am. I'm Dandy. I'm Bino. I'm living the dream, my friend. No, I'm good. I'm good. I've had a nice Star Wars weekend. I've had a nice Star Wars week. Um, it was my nephew's uh, ninth the other day, so I went around and saw the family. Played some games. We played a game of Pokey Ring with my dad and brother mm-hmm. and brother-in-law. Uh, yep, it's about it's about Pokemon, um, and that I'm was that was it. very nice. It was very fun. And Don't spent the rest of the week. We got to catch them all, and I did catch them all. I beat my brother, uh, loser. So uh, it's been a nice Star Warsy week. Looking forward to this show, and of course, we've already had a bit of Star Wars to indulge on this week with Andor. But uh, how's your week and weekend been, though, my friend? Mate, um, mostly revolved around family, food, and Star Wars. And nice. I was trying to sneak in Star Wars action figures into my flat without my missus noticing and just like putting them in my myriad of cardboard boxes I've got stacked up ready for when we <laughs> eventually move and find a place and I have my own geek den where I can display <laughs> my power of the force, where I can display my black series and display Don't my touch the boxes! <laughs> Don't touch them! <laughs> That's what he's like. <laughs> but what's going to happen? I'm going to move out. I'm going to get my little geek sanctuary. And, uh, and, and my missus is going to go, you have quite a lot of stuff, don't you? Like, where did this come from? I'm like, I, I, I just, I've had it for a while. It, Matt had it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Blame looking, me. I'm Say I after, had it. I'm looking after it from my boy. From my yeah, boy. Yeah. There's no race yeah. stuff here. That's it. That's how I know it's not his. <laughs> yeah, she's not stupid. Early. She's not silly. Mm. Uh, Razy Diddley. We all love a bit uh, of Razy Diddley. English Rose. What about Andor? Are you loving Andor at the minute, mate? Episode six has been Andor. and gone. I'm loving Andor, mate. I'm I'm all about it. I'm all about it. If um if Andor could be just injected into me somehow, I'd I'd do that. I'd be here for it. I'm sure I, it'd it'd cure all of all of my problems. I think it would. Andor would. in the veins. Yeah, mate. I think it would. Yeah. A bit Diego. 
bit of Diego, mate. Yeah, guys, go and check out our Andor recap of episode six. It's a filthy one. Again, we're not going to tell you what we think about it here. Go listen to it. It's out on the Star Wars Sessions podcast feed right now. But when you do listen to it, come and tell us what you thought about the episode. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, but it's been a pretty barren one this week in Star Wars Sessions HQ. We've been sitting there with friends, family, Star Wars, Greg's monster hiding oh. action figures and all the good you stuff today didn't you you filth bag i did lukey boy on our discord we'll give those details later he had his uh greg's sausage roll socks on as a deep cut if you weren't at the super star wars night in uh august firstly why not and secondly luke was <laughs> presented with a couple of pairs of clean greg's socks on stage and he today he uh they adorned his feet just at the time, I saw the message a few hours later, but I'd just gone to my local Greg's to get a couple of sausage rolls. So it's like it was meant to be. We're just living in like a Greg's Star Wars world, and I'm here for it. I am here for it's it. It's getting obsessive, but it's great. It's a bit ridiculous, mate, how, <laughs> you know, how much of an ambassador, you know, you and I are to, to the Greg's, to the Greg's um, cause. You, you believe not in the cause? Or whatever he says, I don't know. Looking forward to seeing him pop up at some point. Right, um, yeah, go listen to the Andor recap after this show, after this main show, because you're on a main episode right now, and we do two shows a week, the recap and the main show. Matty boy, what on earth can I hear in the background? Can can you hear that? It, oh, man, if it isn't some speeders going past my window, I can hear the sounds of Big Ben Kenobi, which only means one thing, Lukey boy. Yeah, it's the Galactic News Round. Despite being a huge Star Wars fan, the acolyte lead, Amanda Stenberg, says she was astounded at being cast in a role that was written specifically with her in mind. Star Wars Inquisitor Rise of the Red Blade, a new canon novel penned by Delilah S. Dawson, was announced at New York Comic Con and is set for release on July the 18th, 2023. And The Love Hypothesis, a best-selling romance novel inspired by Raylo fan fiction, is becoming a movie. Hi, this is Misty Roses. I am the performance artist for Queel and Frog Lady in The Mandalorian. And you are listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast, I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> Sequel trilogy. Two words that seems to get people very upset or very passionate. Either way, we're here to talk about it tonight. You, Luke and myself, we enjoy the sequel trilogy. We've said that many, many times. We have ups, we have downs, but we like the sequels as a whole. And the last one that was released in that trilogy was The Rise of skywalker a film we've mentioned here and there on the show every now and then not many times but um like lukey boy said we haven't really had a deep dive into the sequels for a while we did the director and the jedi documentary where we kind of spoke about the last jedi but it's more from a technical point tonight though mm. we are talking about a specific scene in the rise of skywalker a scene that um we've mentioned many times especially lukey boy in a film that we've both been quite excited to revisit and, and it's one that i've always said i always chuck the rise of skywalker on in the background when i'm doing stuff or working because it's so like 
eminently just watchable. It's a fun film, despite its flaws. Yep. It's a fun yep. film. But tonight, Lukey Boy, we're talking about a specific scene, which we're going to give our, <laughs> our full thoughts on, surely. But for the benefits of those who haven't looked at the name of the episode, what are we talking about, mate? Dad, I know. Um, oh, the mate. The scene between Ben Solo and Han Solo in The Rise of Skywalker, episode nine. Um, and like Matty Boy said, you know, the sequel trilogy, we, we are generally uh, fans of. Uh, I think it's fair to say that, historically speaking, anyway, The Rise of Skywalker, episode nine, is maybe our least favorite sequel film and our least favorite modern Star Wars film, sadly. Um, but that doesn't mean that there's not things in it that we absolutely adore and love um matty boy i was able to re-watch uh the rise of skywalker last week mate and i did enjoy it i did enjoy it but there are moments where i'm watching that film and i think wow like <laughs> this, this film in which way moves to, uh, both in both ways this film can go from being it's so dynamic this one can go from being like having some of the strongest scenes in the sequel trilogy and maybe even in star wars and case in point i, I i'd argue this scene we're going to be talking about um but then you know scenes where you're like what is going on how like I, it, <laughs> to the point where i'm like i'm surprised this was signed off I was su- I'm surprised this was approved, and that's me just being honest. I, you know, I'm I'm just being mm-hmm. completely, completely honest. Um, but then I think of there are, there are moments where I'm like the dialogue is so ropey, but then I think of um, how they it, it dealt with the layer with the with the Carrie Fisher situation, mm-hmm. and it, I mean it's borderline genius how they dealt with that and how they seemed it into this story, and I feel like there's almost a point in this film where you can draw a line and the whole thing just picks up and falls into place. Like it finds its feet. Um, yeah. Were you able to watch rise of Skywalker the other week? And uh, what, what, do you, what did you think? Cause it's been a while, right? Um, yeah, I was able to rewatch the rise of Skywalker. I have a lot of fun rewatching it, my friend. And it's funny cause the more I watch it, the more the things that bothered me upon first watch, kind of fade into the distance and a lot of that is because it's going to be told you know they're going to recontextualize some of it It, they're using mando bad batch and whatever to tell to flesh out this story like they did with the clone wars and the prequels we're going to find out more about it and you know there aren't many films that i rewatch and think oh yeah now i forgive all of that and really enjoy it and trust is is certainly wouldn't wouldn't fall into that category i can still watch it and think you know some of that's a bit yeah okay i can see where they rushed through this but no mate i did rewatch it and i I honestly think the intro like the first i don't know 15 20 minutes is is great it's too fast it's very fast but i think it's great you know kylo getting onto exegol um yeah going in down into that sith temple finding out about the snokes in the jar seeing palpatine it's like yeah he was in the trailer but they weren't holding him back he's straight up into the top uh cutting to the light speed skipping and then um aj and class where we see ray and uh training and leia of course like you say they managed to augment her they you know they fit a lot in and you know i'm watching like this is really good you know they just want to get the story told and then it becomes a little bit ropey in that middle section and and, and at the end 
it, yeah, it, it, it's a bit odd, daft for me with like Palps just <clears throat> frying himself again. But like the spectacle of it, the music, the just just a sheer bombast of it gets me through. And I really love the finale, like those final sequences, like the um, uh, the little party on AJ and Cluster reunion. And then when Ray goes to Tatooine, I think the music really elevates those scenes. It's a film which I'm growing more and more fond of. But, I'll, you know, like most films, Star Wars or not, there are some things which I'll always think, eh, they'll be naff. But I think that in many, many films, even some of my favourite films, I think, okay, not so keen on that. But, mate, they're going to they're gonna retell all this stuff. They're going to add it in Mando and all that. So we're going to find out more and it will, you know, it will start to kind of bridge some of those gaps a little bit. But this scene tonight, though, my friend, yeah, mm-hmm. upon watching it in the theatre, it was strong then, partly because, for me, it wasn't spoiled pre-game. I had no idea that Han Solo was coming back for this, or Harrison Ford, no idea whatsoever. Um, And the theatre I was in, there were groans and mumbles genuinely when we heard things like, you don't just have his power, how power you have his power, you're a Palpatine. Somebody behind me, I won't repeat on a family-friendly show, well, quite what he said, but you can probably guess, and people were groaning. But then when you heard, you know, Han Solo's voice, silence and just kind of audible, (gasps) it meant something to people Magical. and it was like the yeah, air had mag- been sucked out of their room and people were in. So, um, regardless of what everyone thinks about the film or the sequel trilogy, this scene in general, mate is superb, isn't it? It's gen. That's why we've gone to speak about it. It's genuinely superb. Well, I feel like it's almost like the heart and soul of the whole film and maybe even the sequel trilogy. Like it's, it's like that I'd is the, the saga. Yeah, really? You would say? Well, it, yeah, I suppose thematically. The whole thing is isn't. redemption, hope, heroism, forgiveness, loss. It's all in this one scene, and that's the, that's oh, the whole don't. saga. Don't, don't. I'm so excited to to dive into this more, mate, boy. So we got some audio clips. Uh, I know we only just saw it the other day, but there might be one or two people on the show. And we realized this, that maybe you haven't seen The Rise of Skywalker in, in a few weeks, months, maybe, maybe even years. So yeah. let's let's play the audio. Let's remind everyone where we are. And let's get let's get stuck into the first first audio clip. Hey, kid. I miss you, son. Your son is dead. No. Kylo Ren is dead. My son is alive. You're just a memory. Your memory. Your memory. Your memory. Oh my word. This this scene is so emotional. It's so well acted from Harrison Ford and Adam Driver. It is an absolutely beautiful piece of cinema beautiful piece of cinema um yeah. hey kid it starts out with hey kid which is so han solo. hey kid so han solo you know admittedly that when i first heard it when i first heard yeah. hey kid i thought it was mark hamill 
Like I thought Same. it was Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Uh, I generally thought they'd brought Luke Skywalker back and it was going to be so, uh, some kind of weird record that he, he never died. He just lives on the Death Star now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, Force I, I do Force thought it was Mark. Yeah, I yeah, thought it was going to be Force Ghost. Ghost. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm glad it was Han, but um, that brilliant scene of Kylo just looking into the ocean of Kef beer, you've got the wind billowing through his hair, and you're like, what's going on? And then suddenly, hey, kid, come on. Well, well, just speaking practically, he says, um, you're like, you're just a memory, right? Yeah. He says, you're just, you're, you're just a memory. And um, is that is that in this? Is that in this? It bit? is in this bit. It's right at the end there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're, and it's like, yeah, that's right, yeah. But I think it's actually, I don't think it's necessarily that um, Kylo is doing it. He's not projecting it himself. I think that it's Leia um, force projecting the spirit and the emotion of Han Solo onto that scene, um, akin to what Luke does in The Last Jedi. And that's what kind of what finally wipes her out because she dies, doesn't she? Oh, does she? Didn't she, she die? Already... Just be, she dies just before, that, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. Because yeah. um, right, because Ray uh... <laughs> <Rain> heals. <laughs> but it could have been because <laughs> yeah, Ray, the English Rose, she heals Ben because um, uh, yes, because Leia says Ben. Kylo turns that's around right. and Ray thinks that's right. I'll skewer yeah. that boy. I'll skewer him, <laughs> and then realizes, and then she feels Leia's gone. And then she heals him and steals his ship. Nick's right, his ship. Ig- ignore what I just said. Ignore what I just <laughs> clip it out. Well, what out a beautiful podcast. scene. Edit it out or keep it in. It's up to you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm just getting me Vaseline here and Vaseline my lips because apparently everything coming out of my lips today is uh, is a bit rough. It's cracked. A bit ropey. Yeah, a bit cracked. You dirt. Well, who who else is Ben Solo is a bit cracked, but at this point, this really is like the death of Kylo Ren, isn't it? Like, no, Kylo Absolutely. Ren's dead. This is it. Like, you have been reborn, and I and I think that you can't help but look back at the scene um, with with Ray and Kylo and Ray's. And I, I always remember Matilda's um, commentary on this, which I'll get to in a second. But Ray's healing of Kylo after that healing process, you effectively have a rebirth. You know, like a almost like a baptism like he uh, ben solo yeah. once he's healed he, he's been washed away you know of of his just sins if you will but like after that moment he's sitting there thinking oh my days that my my like love who is complicated who i'm fighting just mm-hmm. killed me but then yep. saved my life just healed me just mm-hmm. that's it she just did that and he's thinking wow like and he's still in denial he's like no i'm still I'm still the yeah, bad yeah. guy, and all it took was, you know, for that 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 conversation with his dad to, you know, really drive home that there's he can still do good just because he's done awful things, he's committed atrocities. Um, there is still good in him, and it's like with Ray, you know, when you look at the 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 other side of the coin, you know, from this this kind of scene in this scenario, Ray. Was the one that that like out of anger stabbed and was going to kill Kylo, yeah. and this is what I said about Matilda. Matilda on our Raylo episode reminded us that in that moment, Ray probably was well was no better than Kylo. She's just as yep. 
angry and and frustrated to the point where she stabbed him luke skywalker in in return of the jedi could have done that to his dad right could have done that to vader but but he didn't he mm-hmm. had more self-control than ray ray in that moment flips out and commits actually quite a bad thing doesn't she? un-jedi thing an un-jedi thing because they weren't really fighting to the death were they that's kind of the point that's what i get from the choreography of the of the battle is that kylo's like kind of really winning that and dominating and manipulating this one yeah yeah in this one and and like she's just it's almost like he's training her because at that point he wants her to take his hand and Mm -hmm. yeah still so then <laughs> she's like have some of this um no you're right mate and and that's why it's that brilliant duel that raw duel between them on the death star precedes this and that's what it almost makes this scene just as great is everything you've just said you have the these two kind of complicated lovers fighting each other and then the love of the mother saves the son but in doing so that princess general leia becomes one with a force which is a massive thing in any film of course real world issues notwithstanding but that, that's a huge moment and then yeah ray saves ben or kylo he's then having to come to terms with that on the uh, wreckage of the death star looking out into the ocean and then suddenly he hears his dad who he killed trying to prove himself to snoke and the dark side it's there's so much going on in just those five minutes and then and that's why to me leading into this scene it's perfect almost generally is and then this scene just encapsulates everything so good about star wars like matilda said like you said everything about that good about the film the sequels and the saga is in this one moment and <laughs> i can't lie just at the, the when i rewatched this film the other day w- when i saw that beautiful picture of kylo looking like a prince staring out over the ocean of kef beer oh. i did think I bet he's thinking, how am I going to get off here? She took the ship. <laughs> um, but he gets off there somehow. He gets off there somehow. But no, yeah, this, 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 he, takes, he takes that tie, so we get the X-Wing and TIE fire later on. But um, yeah. the acting is spot on. You hear, hey, kid. And it takes a while for Kylo Ren to turn around and comprehend and adjust you know, to what he's just heard. And then he turns around and you've got this brilliant silent face off between father and son and then we get that long shot of them on the wreckage where we see all of it and it's just and of course it we're gonna i know we'll mention it in part two more but the whole thing mirrors the force awakens in that film kylo kills han in this one han saves ben it's like death and rebirth essentially as you just said but and then i miss you son your son is dead and then we get that and then we get Han steps forward with such purpose to say, no, Kylo Ren is dead. And that guy, he's gone. My son is alive. And that's where the, it's that moment is when the music really kind of starts as well in earnest in this scene. I think it's called Advice, the song. Really nice kind of minute and a half piece of music. And this scene's only two and a half minutes, pretty much. But it's it packs a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, it's so, so, so powerful. It's so powerful, so emotional. Kylo is just he looks so defeated and when you compare this mm-hmm. scene to to the Force Awakens you know where Kylo Kylo is so full of hate such hate such anger and conflict and yet and conflict and now you compare it to now in 
yeah, in, in, in Rise of Skywalker, it really feels like this is a broken, broken lad, defeated lad, who's just really, really heartbroken, confused, and he's realizing, you know, what he's done. You know, yeah, the evil everything. he has committed. And and it is exactly that. You know, don't forget this film opens up with Kylo like slaying the natives on Mustafar. Not that you'd know it's Mustafar. No, you wouldn't know that unless you played a (laughs) VR game, (laughs) but that's how it goes. There we go. But nevertheless, you know, this is, this, this is a dude, you know, doing a lot of bad things, a lot of bad things. And just in Mm. this one scene, you know, including, you know, the battle with Ray and the healing from Ray, you, you really are just seeing a different person. And that's why, you know, it goes back to this kind of new, uh, spirit, you know, born again, because mm-hmm. he's he he's back to being Ben Solo. You know that corruption has has gone. And what I noticed, um, and I'll set now as opposed to the end of the end of the end mm-hmm. of the uh, main topic, because um, following this scene, Palpatine Papa Palps is like, oh Ben, my my apprentice Ben Solo, like has has failed or something like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's like broken off connection, and it's like Palpatine just can't get in his mind. He can't get in his head. He can't poison his head anymore. Like that, that connection has just been cut, severed through. Well, you know what it is, mate. Yeah. It's mm. that four letter word that you always use so perfectly when it comes to Star Wars. L O V E. It's love. Which, of course, Palpatine would have no concept of. It's the love of Ray to save him. It's the love of his mother to use her final uh, parts of bouts of energy to save him. The love of the father, even though it's just a memory, you know, Han, the father, saves him. It's love that brings Ben Solo back to the light. Palps can't connect to that. He can't. He doesn't know what that means. He wouldn't. You know, what does Palpatine love other than unlimited power? You know, Ben's got the love of his family and, you know, and yeah. Ray, his opposite in the dyad, in the force. Uh, so it's, it's love, isn't it? And yeah, on, on, to your point, that will sever any connection with the greatest dark side user of all because he just cannot relate to that. Yeah, it's it's completely alien to him. Completely mm-hmm. alien to him. Oh, my word. This 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 scene just gets me. The And also, uh, before getting into <laughs> the really like, emotional, soppy stuff, you know, like it's a, it's so well filmed. It's so well yeah. filmed. The the positioning of everything, of the cameras, of the 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 wreckage where they're standing, it's so so powerful. And you know, I don't think it's an accident that you know they're they're standing on the wreckage of a previous era of a different time because that is still what's drawing this young lad into you know the dark side is is the idea of an empire the idea of palpatine the dark side darth vader you know these glorifications of evil yeah and yet there's something poetic i think mate you know possibly about this scene taking place on the wreckage of that you know the Don't death you? star the epitome of the imperial idea you know the imperial reign yeah. and they're standing on the ruins of it you know and the, you know and it's a scene this, of love yeah 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 and this this uh, this scene this act of love is happening on it i just think that is that's really 
beautiful as well mm-hmm. and you can see i think I, I i feel like you can see where a lot of like the energy and ideas and and, and passion really went into this film and you can you can particularly see it in this scene yeah no i agree i think there's a lot of yeah we we've said on this show before about the lack of planning or the rushed production job on this film but what it has got is great ideas and it does have some fantastic scenes sprinkled in it this of course probably being probably being the zenith of them all but harrison ford said he came back to do this scene because jj abrams simply asked him he said i've got a great idea harrison i jj abrams have a great idea and i want you to be part of it and that was it we yeah. we we already knew how much um adoration he had for adam driver from their scenes together in the force awakens so of course that was always going to be a boon to come back and play this character but it was uh it was jj coming to coming to him and saying Look, i've got a great scene for you to play and harrison ford is an actor you know he will play any role as long as it's a good role he'll come back to play han solo again if they give him the right script uh, i don't think they will do of course but the fact that they got him back for this scene and he saw the the benefit of it and Alan driver is probably the best actor we've ever seen in star wars harrison ford came with his a game like you said the 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 wreckage that were on the location of it the way it's shot the cinematography the um the the sounds you know the natural sound of the waves to start with before john williams decides i want some of that and gets involved with his score as well it's it, it, it it's a fabulous scene and like you said we're not even at the kind of we're not even halfway through yet i want to hear what happens next She's gone. Your mother's gone. But what she stood for, what she fought for, that's not gone. Ben, I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I think that is one of the best scenes in Star Wars, maybe even the best scenes in cinema for me personally. The way, again, it's acted, the way it's filmed, but just more than that, the pure emotion. And when when, when you compare it to that first scene uh, in, in The Force Awakens where Kylo and and Han are on the bridge there and you're seeing the the mirroring of dialogue oh my oh, oh my days it's so it's it's masterfully crafted it's just 
I don't know, man. I, I feel like I don't have yeah. the words to express just how perfect this scene is. And watching it's it poetry, in the scene, isn't it? It's it literally, it's the most without poetic being, thing. Yeah, without pooing on the, on, the, on the scene, it's poetry. It does rhyme, but it's p- poetic. Yes. Yeah, precisely. And it's just this, this re-emphasis. Of, oh, yeah, come home. No, it's too late. It's too late. Too late for me. Ben, like at this point, Ben is like, "Nah, I'm I'm out of it, mate." You know, I'm I'm a tool. I've gone to the dark side. I've, <laughs> I've committed all these bad things. That's it. And, yep. and now my mum's died. That 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 final realization that you know your uncle, your dad, and your mum have all passed away, and what's left? What's left in his life is is just ideas and beliefs. Mm-hmm. And that's where the line kind of goes, where the dialogue goes after this. You know, Kylo's like, oh, it's too late, she's gone. And Han Solo says, your mother's gone. But what she stood for, what she fought for, that's not gone. You know, yeah. what what made Leia Leia, what she she put in the middle of her life, at sometimes maybe the detriment of family, same as Han, what he put in the middle of his life, at the cost of, you know, maybe having a son, a proper relationship with his son, yeah. maybe, um, you've still got this good, decent, morally beautiful idea that, that Leia had. And that's what, what Ben, I think, realizes is that, yeah, okay, mum's physically gone, but what mum really is about and her being, her spirituality, that's still that's still here. And that is in Ray. Yep. That is in the resistance. That is in fighting for the for, for the light side, for the for good, for mm-hmm. freedom. Oh my word. And that's just the first section of that, that clip. Dude. <laughs> Dude, that's just the first part. And it, it it's such a beautiful like I said earlier on, it wasn't to kind of make light of the scene, but it is poetic in the way that it mirrors the kind of darker seen in the force awakened darker in every way technically and visually what we have here is shot it's yeah it's gloomy and and, and rainy and misty because of the sea but it's a lighter shot we're in the open air it's totally different to stark in a base uh, and the emotion that we're getting is also totally different it's much more open i love that scene that shot uh moment sorry your your mother's gone what you stood for what you fought for that's not gone because it also you, you're in your mind you hearken back to episodes four five and six and to a lesser extent seven and eight where we see you know leia as a princess as a general and and um you say quite rightly that the fight is in han it's in ray it's in the resistance it's also in ben and han knows that han knows that the fight what his mother stood for and that fire is also in ben's soul as well and he yes. knows that that's not gone and it gets through to to ben and in these moments you can see by the brilliant acting of adam driver just with his face because a lot of the shots now they're either over they're over the shoulder shots of each other so we're getting fairly tight um uh, views visions of their faces we're getting you know acting with your face here and not much else adam driver like you said earlier on he just looks like a man who is well he's gone past conflict he's gone past pain loss regret sadness into this new dimension, which of which I don't know, because he's such a good actor. He's just embodies that feeling. And Harrison Ford, for his credit as well, is so good in this. He's so soft. You know, his, his voice 
is very soft. Of course, this isn't a scene to be brash and loud and to be Han-esque, right. but he, the way he displays that loving father, like the father that he may have been, he, he may, or we know he was when, when Ben was a baby, Han was there. But like you said, things happened. You know, the, the new, yeah. new Republic happened. Han went to do his racing and stuff on his ship and became a smuggler. And in, in the middle was Ben who was left kind of, didn't his parents were kind of too busy for him and but in this moment is just a loving father and a son who who needs something he needs direction he needs a father figure or a mother figure in his life and his mother gave everything to save him and his father's there to you know to cross the t's and dot the i's on this and the way it then parallels tfa with i ben i know what i have to do but i don't know if i have the strength to do it touch he touches you know ben's face and the way he says you you do you do it is come on i mean in in any other scene where they just riff on an an existing scene from another film for manipulation manipulative reasons it doesn't work but because of the setup the, the dialogue the acting what came before and the emotion of this scene it works and it works 110 percent in this moment mate i know what i have to do now it's not i have to you know kill my father to prove myself now i have to you know shed all of that and become the man that i've always been i've just been trying to hide from it oh yes yes i mean we watched this in the winter of um 2019 and this is me just being very incredibly transparent and very very honest and very personal here but that was a tough winter for like me and my family personally like i i sadly lost my mum to cancer that like i think it was like a month out before um, rise of sky came out it wasn't it really wasn't that long and um a few years before that Again, sadly, I lost my dad also to cancer. So imagine what my life insurance is like. So to, to level that out, a bit of dark humor, but oh, you know, that's how we all you deal with it. Boy. But seriously, like that scene, mate, that scene, man, oh my days, it, it just hit me hard, yeah. like hard. It went from me thinking this film is, is a bit crazy at times in the cinema to wow that has taken my breath away that is that is me speechless and it kind of is maybe one of my favorite scenes in cinema ever in star wars and uh, it's it's so so powerful because anyone who's lost anyone right whether it's a grandparent whether it's a parent whether it's a child maybe or or, or maybe even a friend whoever you have these moments where sometimes you do picture, you know, that person and you can, you just, you know them so well that you know what they'd say. And when people would kind of go online, like this isn't a force projection. This isn't a force ghost. Like I always thought like, man, you've never lost someone. Have you? You don't, you don't know what it's like with the deepest respect. You you don't know what it's like Mm -hmm. because you can in places just, and, and even, you know, joking around, like, you know, I, I can think of things that my mum would say as a joke, like in a certain situation. And it's there in your mind. You're, you, you know, that person so well that it's, it's just that sort of reaction. It's just click. It's there. 
And in this moment, maybe it was a little bit of the force as well. But in this moment, it's just so, so perfect because that's exactly what Han would say. That's exactly what he would say. It's exactly how he would deal with his son. You know, and at no point does he say explicitly, I love you, son. It's all right. You know, that's not what he's saying explicitly, (laughs) but through his emotion and through the acting of Harrison Ford, through the emotion, through the acts, that's all he is saying. It's just all right, mate. Don't worry. Just focus on what's what, what, what you can do now. Go, go help Ray. Go save a lot of people. And that might begin to make things right. And that takes you back all the way to The Force Awakens, right? This will mate. begin to make things right. Oh, and mate. that's what Star Wars is all about. Love, redemption, dads <laughs> saying, I know. <laughs> that, and by that, that, that bit where, he, where Adam and, well, Kylo, Ben, Ben Solo at this point just says, dad, and starts like, you know crying nearly crying, welling up breaking isn't he? his voice cracks up. and everything oh. yeah. i mean it's flawless isn't it that's that's the word it is flawless flawless acting flawless performance and it's so powerful and we're so so privileged to have it in star wars mate as star wars fans yeah i've got the bumps i've got the goosebumps listening mate because it is true i think it's a it's a moment in a film that we all kind of begged for and in hindsight wish we had more of which is time to breathe and i've said this on many episodes recently where i love nothing more than just two people standing opposite each other and getting to act getting to perform and this is what two great actors are doing they are standing in front of each other emoting and performing and uh, of course uh, everyone people will bring to the scene what they what they want and um, how they feel they'll take out of it. Like, like you've just so eloquently described how, what you bought in and what you took out of it. There will be so many people out there who will probably have had a similar reaction to that. And you don't often expect to maybe get that from a Star Wars film. And I mean that with all greatest respect to George, JJ, Ryan, everyone, you maybe don't expect to get that in a Star Wars film, but we got it in this film. And I know a lot of people said, Oh, I wish it was Anakin. I think a lot of that comes down to I wish we'd just seen Hayden Christensen again, and we've we've got that now. You know, we, we've got that in an even more powerful way with the Obi Wan Kenobi show. But it couldn't be anyone else but his father. You know, it couldn't be anyone else. And at the end of the Force Awakens, before Han falls into the the depths of Star Killer, the he puts his hand on his son's face, looks at him in the eye, touches his cheek, and then falls to his death. Like you said, he doesn't need to say anything. His son has just driven his lightsaber through him in The Force Awakens. And even despite that, he still looks at him with, with fatherly eyes, looking at his son, like, I love you, son, without saying it. And here, and I'll say it again to my point earlier on, Dad, I know. Now, of course, um, I love you, I know. And then in Solo, a Star Wars series, a story, I hate you, I know. Here, Dad, I know. In any other way, I would have rolled my eyes and thought, come on, are they just, is this just the Han line now? They've taken something from the Empire Strikes Back and just thrown it uh, in every situation they can. But whereas the one in Solo, fine, a bit naff, but it's fine. <laughs> Played for laughs. Here, though, it is the perfect way of saying everything without saying anything. 
Because like you said, mate, the act of being there, his presence, his softness, his words, everything about him, how and soul in that moment is a, is a loving father touching the face dad. Yeah. And he sees his son breaking down in front of him. He needs, you know, he's, but in that moment he's there for him with a smile to say, I know, I know, I know, I know exactly everything you want to say. I get it. And like you say, now let's, let's begin to make this right. Go and go and finish what your mother started. Again, a kind of forced awakens throwback without them saying it end this. So, you know, go help Ray take, take the first order down and let's end this. And the moment where he says, I know that at that point, the music now finally starts to swell. We've had the diegetic sound of the waves. We've had the undercurrent of John Williams, but in that moment, it's like a release for Ben when the music then swells as he turns and throws his saber into the ocean. And that's why music can be so powerful because it's, it's like, it's a release for us as well from this kind of really tense, emotional, atmospheric scene. And then the music hits, he throws a saber and Han is gone. You know, the memory is gone, but it was Han Solo. Whether he was there, whether it's a force ghost, that's not important. The fact is that is what Ben needed to see, wanted to see in that moment. And it's what guided him back to the light. It's a feeling, isn't it? The whole yep. thing is a feeling. And I feel like dad is just, so, it's like one of the first words you say usually, isn't it? You know, when you're a it kid, is. dad yes. or mum, you know. But mm-hmm. yeah, the fact that those are some of the first words a kid, any human says ever, um, mm-hmm. I think is really, really powerful. Because throughout the, this trilogy, Kylo just calls him Han Solo or Solo. I was just going to say, know, it, spot on, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't call him dad or father or, you know, <laughs> he's just calling him by his name. And that in that one moment, it's back to dad. It's back to him being a kid. It's back to family. It's back Man. to love. It's back to the core, you know, themes, themes of yeah. Star Wars. And I, lo- it's just so beautiful how this just so <laughs> clearly carries on that legacy, Dude. you know, in such a classy beautiful emotional way um it's absolutely absolutely gorgeous everything about it is gorgeous the fact and i think i remember saying this on the maybe even the initial review or maybe in early 2020 on one of our shows but um i don't think it's necessarily an accident that this is all being done on a water planet you know going again on the theme of you know possibly it being like feeling like a baptism, you know, where yep. Anakin, you know, d- effectively died on a lava planet. Again, I don't think that's an accident. It, yes, it looks awesome. It looks cool. But lava fire is of, often associated with, with destruction, isn't it? With yeah. death. Yeah. And that's where Anakin died. landscape, they called it. Ah, absolutely. That's where Anakin died. And now... You have the caveat to that being a water planet in Kefbir. And this scene happens. This new person is back again, or the old person is back again. You know, there's birth either way, whatever way you look at it. Oh, it's so beautiful. It's It's so, so, so beautiful. And it's funny because there's a serenity to the scene, of course. But as, as we know, the water in itself is, you know, that can be as vicious as it can be 
serene. And prior to this, we have Ray skimming her boat across it. And, you know, these waves are, you know, taller than skyscrapers. And it's, you know, they're, they're, they're warning of the dangers of the tide and everything else. But it is essentially like the tide's gone. You know, the tide has gone out in this moment and everything has settled. And the water, it's not vicious in that moment. There is that serenity in this moment. And yeah, I mean, it, I'm glad they did. I'm glad they didn't have rolling waves around them as some kind of like metaphor for the emotion or, or the turmoil that was within him. I think if there is any, if there is that metaphor, it is because the, the, the rage has, or the waves inside Kylo have subsided and he is now almost at like the water. He is at peace. And then Han is the one who gets him out of it. And of course, from this, and the, the question for you after this, so mate is, we get this scene and I don't want to obviously finish talking about the scene, but we get this scene and then this is kind of it now for Ben. You know, he, he comes back and he goes to Exegol, but does this not make you think, I wish we'd gotten more Ben solo. Cause for me it does. And, and it's not, I'm not going to sit here and say, Oh, the ending is rubbish because of it. That's no, not what this show's about or this episode at least, but seeing, having this incredible scene and this incredible moment of redemption, and love and knowing that we're never really going to be able to see any more come from it. I get why people want Ben Solo back for many reasons, but, and I, whether Adam Driver himself would come back, I don't know, but just seeing this again this week and rewatching the scene on YouTube over and over again, I just wish we could have got more. So the question for you, mate, is seeing this scene, how much did it make you think, I wish that wasn't the end of Ben based on what this scene gives us? You can't help but feel it, can you? You can't help but feel like, mate, <laughs> this is a bit heartbreaking. You know, <laughs> this is this is this is tough to think about, tough to watch almost. Uh, yeah. And also, we don't get any more dialogue other than "ouch" um, or "ow." As <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Ow. After this, that "ow," yeah, that's it. You know, <laughs> when when. <laughs> But I mean, I suppose you do get lots of actions that 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 do convey, like you know, a lot of words, a lot more words than than just "ow," don't they? don't you? But yeah, something a bit more would, of course, be be nice. But I think this is mm-hmm. where essentially the rise of Skywalker, the plot for the rise of Skywalker, you could argue covers two films, and it's only one. I think film. you're right. And that's where that's kind of where the issue is, I think, or at least a longer film. And we've 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 talked we've, we've talked about that, uh, spoken about that at, at length, you know, in previous episodes. So, um, but I'm I, I'm sure I'm one of those people, I'm one of those crazy conspiracy theorists that that think that you know <laughs> when JJ and Chris Terrier were like, oh yeah, there's we we maybe we were toying with the idea of doing a two part film, they were telling the truth, and that uh, there's well, a longer like to yeah, there is a longer version of this film out there, man, or at least you know in 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 books somewhere right in notepads or on spreadsheets and so on and so forth but i don't want i don't want to be like i don't i don't want that to necessarily just like detract from how beautiful and how powerful this scene is and i we're oh it is you know pan pan ourselves on the back we're pretty good at being balanced we try to be balanced we try to look at things both ways you know but quite honestly this this scene i i I don't see how you can watch this scene and not absolutely love it and and you know 
while all whilst calling yourself a Star Wars fan. You know, I, I, I don't see how you can just think, wow, you know what? I agree. Maybe, maybe you hate the rise of Skywalker. Maybe you hate the sequel trilogy. You can't look at this scene and go, this is unbelievably good. This is fantastic. I, I just, I don't believe it. I would believe it. But yeah, I'll tell no. you one thing, mate. I'll tell you one thing that I think this is just one of my final thoughts and like observations that, I, that I've had um, while watching this. And this was only one I thought about while watching the film last week, Rise of Skywalker last week. And it's that I think, I think this is the first time Ben Solo sees Han since probably he, he he was a kid since he was a teenager and i say that because in the force awakens or or anything prior or anything after the destruction of luke's temple he's not ben solo he's kylo ren mm-hmm. right so the, you know, when was the last time he saw his dad it was probably a very 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 long time ago well, um, yeah i mean how long let's let, let's hypothesize and speculate responsibly that he was with luke on um ossus the planet is called for i don't know a couple of years maybe three two three four years maybe i don't know and then we know that the the luke's temple destruction took place i think it was what five years maybe before or a few years before the force awakened so it's best probably probably not much change out of a decade you'd imagine unless i mean there's who knows han might have flown in every now and then to i don't know give him some oreos or something like that but for the you, you have got to imagine that they haven't because in the Force Awakens, you know how shocked Han is to see Kylo Ren, and obviously, yeah, that's his son dressed out in that cape and a and a mask, so he's going to look a bit odd. But and the way he says today, look, you know, I saw our son. It's almost like you know, it's like I've seen a ghost or something. I've seen our son. We haven't seen him for so so long. And you're probably right, mate. That in that moment, that's probably the final time he sees him because I don't believe on, on the star killer base, uh, walkway. He's not still not Ben. So yes, he's conflicted and he's kind of struggling with the light in the dark. And we get those beautiful shots of the light, um, leaving the, the area vicinity and becoming red. I don't think he's really Ben solo in that moment. I know people want to say that was the moment he became Kylo. It's not, it's the moment when they think he realized, Oh my, Oh my, maybe I'm not as fully into this as I thought. But he's, yeah, he's gone before that, you know, when he becomes Kylo Ren years before. That's a really good point, mate. And all the emotion comes out. And when he finally calls him dad, and I'm so glad you mentioned yeah. that, that it isn't Han Solo, Han Solo, it's, it's dad. And yeah. the kind of, even again, it's funny because even though it's a memory, you can kind of see the explosion of joy on Han's face when he hears the words dad in that moment. Is it a memory? Yeah, but you can see his the smile when he's like, i'm here son you know i know and it's 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 beautiful you don't i didn't you know i did not expect to f- get those feels in the rise of skywalker for a scene like this i didn't expect it i didn't know it's coming it wasn't leaked to me that harrison ford was back so it hit like a ton of bricks and of course i know it did for you even more so it's just i'm so glad like you said we got this scene in this film and it was portrayed the way it does and whatever people think about the film mate this scene is one of the best in the entire saga. This is Patrick Schneider, Senior Brand Manager for Hasbro Star Wars Fan Business. You're listening to Star Wars Sessions, possibly Britain's spiciest 
Star Wars show. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, this guy! Oh, now we are back. Now we have been talking about Kef beer for the longest time, my friend. And thankfully, the Essex Falcon has pulled up its old dusty behind to our favourite dusty drinking hole, the Bantina. And the only question that remains, my friend, is shall we? Let's do it. To celebrate the closing of our shared narrative. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? Absolutely. Give me the spiciest drink you've got. Pour me another Park Kellen sling. Where are you going, Master? For a drink? Oh, like the waves of Kef beer, that man's so strong and beefy. Oh, my friend, as we, as we do each week, for those who are old or new to the show, we sit down here in the Bantina with the greatest listeners in the galaxy, as you guys, and we ask for your thoughts on our main discussion, which, of course, was the dad I know scene from the rise of Skywalker. And again, every week, you don't let us down. No, we got some beautiful comments, powerful comments, personal comments um on on these posts understandably understandably that's what this this scene should do and that's what i think it did um my wife my wife she comments (laughs) 27 bacon she goes it makes me cry and that's i think you know i'm starting off with that one because i think it shows just how powerful it is is that it made people emotional in the cinema who weren't necessarily big star wars geeks there is something about this this scene that just shows the audience how powerful family can be, how emotional family can be, and how that really is at the center of your actions. Um, so starting off with that one. Uh, the Swedish Jedi, Matilda Backlund, says, the best scene in the whole saga. I cry every single time that I watch it. Its significance for the story and the emotional weight that it carries for Ben's redemption and the raw emotions beautifully acted. Nothing else beats it, in my opinion. Paul Mulholland says, This scene cut me to the bone. Matthew Bell says, Big Boy Bell, it says, It's such a powerful scene with particular emotional resonance for anyone who's lost a parent. Beautifully written acted and shot finding ford one of the few highlights of the film so there we go not necessarily a fan of truss or the sequels but you know some honesty there <laughs> uh the rise of the sequels a beautiful beautiful scene and i'm just going to end this on on this one from eve um he says i can't it's so strong and so powerful the emotion conveyed with just a few words makes me choke up since i became a father even think of it thinking of it is enough to tear up to tear up think of the movie what you will this is one of the most emotional scenes in all of star wars now i love that perspective because now that's from a parent you know, I'm thinking of it from like the other way. Do you know what I mean? So, because I yes. would, but you know, there's also that, that completely different perspective, almost Hans perspective, which is beautiful too. So what else were people saying on the interwebs, mate boy? 
some utter filth, my friend. And I, I'm with Eve on that. I since ever since becoming a governor, I cry everything in films now, literally everything. So um, we got some we got some great comments of varying kind of uh, degrees of thought to them and to this scene and like, uh, to outside things, uh, real world stuff as well. But on Facebook, Jacob Lusk said, putting aside my general mixed feelings about Tross. When I think back on this scene, I think of how much of a nice twist slash surprise it was to hear Han's voice first and then see him. I just think it's a well done moment for Ben's character, exemplifying his draw and journey back to the light. Bang on, uh, Jacob Mates, uh, Geordie Jedi Pete, our boy, hey Pete, my man from uh, Star Wars. Beautiful, powerful, simple, but the most effective human storytelling. The Dogfather, one of the highlights of the entire trilogy. Kai 77 I say this as a grown man in his 40s with mixed feelings about the sequels I'm not normally a crier but this scene though I had tears quietly streaming down my cheeks it's the only scene in Star Wars that has done this to me Uh, Kelly Keller for 78 I was broken watching this scene I feel robbed of Adam Driver's Ben Solo the nuance of his redeemed self is deeply compelling Uh, two more we've got a simple Padawan of the many concepts coming from Jewel of the Fates. This is the only one that has improved in The Rise of Skywalker to become the best scene in the movie. And finally, the Kate Freeman. She simply puts, Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man, ugly, crying as a gif. And Kate, that is all of us in the moment that we watched this scene. So generally, mate, positive on that. A few people kind of throwing in that, look, maybe not the biggest fan of the sequels, but this scene was great. We've got a Jewel of the Fates reference in there. Other comments mentioned they think maybe that would have been Carrie Fisher on mm. there instead, mm. had it not been mm. for her untimely passing. But obviously that's pure speculation now. And the scene we got played out magnificent. And it seems most people agree, mate. Yeah, that's interesting with the Carrie thing. I don't know. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think that could be true, you know. And that might have even been some more leverage to get old Harrison back on board. Say, look, mate, Possibly. we weren't expecting this. We weren't like, yeah. can you help us out here? Because otherwise, it's going to be a lot, lot harder. And failing, what would they have done if Harrison Ford didn't do it? Maybe probably maybe Mark Luke. Hamill. Yeah, yeah, I think. I think that's the only. I don't think they would have gone and got Hayden Christensen back. We know he had, the Kylo had this Darth Vader reverence, but it would have made no sense unless in TFA or The Last Jedi they'd had we'd heard Hayden talking to him blah blah saying look mate you're going down the wrong path pack it in then it would have made it would have had an emotional hit because this would have been the first time he sees him but it would have been very odd if they just dumped um, Anakin Skywalker in. so it would have only it would have had to have been um, Luke Skywalker it would have had to have been him yeah of course oh mate oh this scene this scene oh mate boy Uh, everything about it I'm sorry mate I'm gonna have to do it I'm gonna have to do it now everything about it the acting it is just so good so good (laughs) it feels right to do it now (laughs) you know it yeah it's more appropriate let me do it mate It, it, it was so good I mean it was so well executed Oh. <laughs> I didn't yeah, really want to drop the execution horn during such a like a beautiful kind of scene I discussion. Know, right? <laughs> yeah, just dropping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> his mum's died, his dad died. Oh, well, how well executed it was for Ben Solo. Yeah, it doesn't quite have the same ring to it in that moment. Not quite, not quite, mate. But no. There we go. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful stuff. Thank you to everyone who sent in comments and thoughts. Uh, we love hearing from all of you guys. It's great. Yes, and as I alluded to, we've got a lot more that sadly didn't have time to read out on the show, but carry just as much filth as the rest of them did. If we didn't read out your comment or play your voice message or read your email out, please do continue to send them in to us every week. And we'll do everything we can to get you on a future edition of The Bantina. For extra content, go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You know it's going to be so good. Best podcast. Best podcast. What is that? What is that on camera? <laughs> yes, that was <laughs> Sexton. <laughs> Mate, they are pretend and play fries. Imagine, learn, and grow. It's my kids. They're not mine. Okay. Uh, Mate, boy, of on our webcam, as well. he's, just got the, he's just got these, like, <laughs> he was pretending to eat. They look like chunky Nom-noms. chips out of a McDonald's. Yes, yeah, But they look plastic. Yeah, like, What's going on here? Um, right. Okay. It's everyone's favourite part of the Budabot Bantino. <laughs> it's the patron questions section uh, to kick us off. This week is a familiar name, uh, Sean Hudson, Big Brother Hud. Uh, he goes, Ahoy, exalted ones, and Sir Cabbage. Oi, oi, if you know, you know. My brother. So you both have been handed a mission, and you need to put together a four-person team each, including you. Please each choose three patrons to join your very own bad (laughs) batch and name their special skill and their call sign. E.g., Alex Jessup joins as the Violent Muscle, co-named Granny Puncher, with the special skill of finding someone to fight in an empty room. <laughs> can't, wait, can't wait to see you and any of the other sick heads at MCM Comic Con later this month. Jessup, Johnny O and I are there for sure on the Friday and booked in for the after party. Keep it spicy. Lots of love. Big HUD, a.k.a. Bix Boy. Yeah, your brother loves a bit of Bix, mate. On the old Discord server, he was going mental. We do stand Bix, Bix. Yeah, who don't? Who don't? Hey, who don't love a bit of Bix? Um, yeah, man, we're going to be at MCM Comic Con in October. Keep your yeah. eyes on something because we got a special spicy announcement about that. We're just that waiting on, aren't ho- we? Yeah. Hopefully, we'll be able to say soon. But flipping MCM <laughs> are taking their sweet time to. T- to give us the cold off lads like, we, yeah it's like let, we just need to announce it yeah but we've got something we told very, very six cool. weeks sure, ago i'm sure you guys if you used your imagination a little bit you know you can guess what it is um yes you know but side note i was looking at a card the other day and it had a really interesting panel on it oh what was on this panel star wars stuff <laughs> <laughs> and an MCM, MCM Comic Con sticker. Uh, right. It's funny you <laughs> saw that, isn't it? Yeah, weird, right? Uh, <laughs> Sean's question is the naughty one. Matty boy, over to you. What are you saying, mate? He's proper dirty, and he. Um, I try not to look too far in advance to the Patreon questions, but he actually filled me in on this one over the weekend when I saw him, and he said, I've got a good one. Have you seen it? I said, No, but it will be on this week's show. I know that. 
and uh, he said, have a look at it. So I had a look at it, I was like, oh, blimey. Ah, this is going to cause some inner Patreon rumblings if we don't pick the right people. So um, I've got to pick three patrons, which I have done, uh, and I've got to include myself. So me, I will be uh, well, I, uh, the muscle, I guess. You know, it's just, that's just me. I'll be like the wrecker of the gang. Uh, I'm going to pick three patrons. I'm going to pick Matilda Backlund. I'm so glad you mentioned her earlier on. And she will be the brains. She's the brains of the organisation. In, in uh, Swedish, I think they'd call her Kueni, uh, which is a genius. I think they call her. So that's what I would call her, that in Swedish. Uh, Google it, guys. I did. That's what they say. <laughs> I All listened right. to the translation and, <laughs> and I wrote it down phonetically as well. Uh, so Matilda would be, she'd just be called, you know, Brains Backland or something. Uh, <laughs> I would have Vadim Simmons because he would, you know, you put that guy in front of anyone, they're swooning. And we call him the Belgian Bond. That guy's got more than a few tricks up his sleeve. Um, he would be, you know, his, his code name would be Handsome, which in, uh, you know, Belgium is a mix of uh, Dutch, German, and French. He'd be Kinap, Gutausend, or Beau, depending on where you want to go with this. See, I did my research for this, boys. Oh, that's very um, good. So, Matilda, so I've got Brains Backland, I've got Handsome, which is Vadim, and I'm going for Mo, Sith Slayer. He's the Sabre Master. If anyone's seen his custom sabres, they are fire. They are fit, like the man himself. He makes sabres, and you know he can swing one. He can wield one. So he would be warrior. I'd have the, I'd have brains, handsome, and warrior. I'd have Matilda, Vadim, and Mo would be my uh, squad. The Mad Batch. I'd be at the back there, you know, um, directing from afar. That's it. You go there. You go there. You put yourself in danger. I'll just hang back and join the fight when needs be. So that's who I'd have. I'd have. I'd have I'd have uh, Tilly Backs, um, Mad Vad, and How Mo Can You Go? That's who I'd have. What about you, mate? How Mo Can You Go? <laughs> I love that. That is, that is fantastic. That is absolutely fantastic. Over to you. Right. Cheers, mate. Um, I'm going to have... <laughs> so oh, I want to have Matilda in there. In what order? Yeah, I, I literally did, but I'm going to have to change it up, aren't I? I um, uh, well, my Sorry. muscle is going to be Big Boy Summerfield, obviously. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, yeah. His code name will be the Fridge. <laughs> um, <laughs> on account of uh, him being a thick boy, uh, yeah, Luke Summerfield boy. is a big boy. He he is a natural born rugby player that just so happens to love over me, geeking out and Star Wars. So he would be the fridge. He would. Yeah, 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 yeah. The fridge. Um, that that is everything, isn't it? So yeah, he's going to be the muscle. So it's Luke Summerfield, muscle nickname fridge. That's it, right? Yeah, Go, that's it. Yep, that's on. That's it. Okay. So next person, um, Gordon Brown. Um, he's going to be. <laughs> yep. He's not. Not. He's going to be um, the flying Scotsman. Um, <laughs> And it's going to be canon because we're going to do like the planet of Scott in <laughs> in Star Wars. Land and his Scott. special power, his special power is going to be being deputy prime minister. And, <laughs> Knew it. Uh, and he's left-handed, eh? Ooh, ooh, wink, wink. <laughs> Some might call him a lefty. Loves the number. So whenever, <laughs> whenever I need help with anything, then yeah, I can go to old GB. <laughs> Not You've got a Welshman and a Scotsman. Yeah, I have this got a, a joke Welshman. Here, isn't it? An Englishman and a Welshman and a Scotsman. Oh dear, where are we going with this? 
Where where are you going with this, mate? Boy, I don't know you. I've never heard of such a joke, mate. I've never heard of such a <laughs> such a joke. Um, oh, man, and you've got last... a fridge, a flying Scotsman. <laughs> the fridge. Fly. Well, he's stealth, isn't he? Because he can fly. Um, the next person <laughs> is going to be the um, analyst, like a lobot. They're not going to talk. They're going to have just one of those things. Yeah. On their, whatever that is, like around their ears and stuff. Like a lobot. What, what lobot wears. So I can just be like, you know, like close the doors. Lobot will just be like, yep. Well, it's actually going to be Commander Taylor. Oh, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> going to be Taylor. Gotcha. <laughs> so. <laughs> Taylor's going to be there, but she, she can't talk. She's, just, <laughs> she's going to be muted. Sorry, Taylor. <laughs> it's like someone's got the remote gone mute, and that's it. I can be like, Taylor, Taylor, um, the flying Scotsman needs a banana. And she'll have to nip down to Tesco to get a few uh, few bananas for the fridge needs flying a Scotsman. Yeah, the fridge, the fridge uh, needs a slapping. But then, you know, shit. Taylor will be in the background, you know, planting bombs and stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah, very standard thing to do. Standard rebellion activity. Uh, I think that's a nice little mix, mate. So I've got the fridge. What about you? The, the flying Scotsman, and I've got effectively a Lobot. Nee, mate. I'm just uh, Luke bring? Blywalker. I'm just coming, and I'm <laughs> I'm bringing the Bants. I'm bringing the Gregs. I'm bringing a suitcase full of rusted souls. Yeah, Yo, mate. You know? So it sounds like you and, and I gr- are doing nothing in these fights apart from hanging back. That's right. That's right, mate. I'm going to podcast be th- about th- it. Flipping, get a trebuchet, a trebuchet, Ooh. flinging Ooh. steaming hot steak bakes into the enemy <laughs> that will burn their faces. Mate, I mean, that's worse on. than any acid or any thermal detonator you can throw. You bite into a freshly baked Greg's, your mouth is going to know about it till the end of time. Yeah, exactly. So, thanks for sending that in, Sean. I hope, hopefully, we'll see you at MCM in some capacity. And we will be at the Fox at the after party, I'm sure. So, see you there, mate. Yes. We will. Thank you for that question. Same goes to, uh, well, you, Sean. We need to know your answers. And specifically for our Patreons out there, or even just for our listeners, you know, what three of your Star Wars mates that we know would you have in your squad alongside yourselves? So, uh, Thank you for that, Sean. Sorry for not picking you as well, but, you know, I, you know brothers and all that. Um, one of my team, Vadim Simmons, the Belgian Bond, he sent us our next question, which simply says, <laughs> Hi, Broby ones. Hearing Sammy's comment on last week's episode about Tales of the Jedi got me thinking, are we getting too much Ahsoka? I personally prefer getting her origin story in animation. It gives her live action series more room for storytelling instead of losing a few episodes over it. Do you guys agree or think it's necessary in live action for the bigger slash mainstream audience? Stay spicy. So Vadim is, of course, referring to uh, Sammy Cudmore's comment on last week's Tale of the Jedi episode regarding the exposure or overexposure of Ahsoka Tano. So, mate, do you think it's better that we're getting her origin in animation so then the live action show hasn't really got to deal with it? It can just go straight into its own story. Or do you think we actually need that origin story in live action for the wider audience? It's really, it's hard to say because I really do understand that a lot of people don't know necessarily who Ahsoka is. They've just maybe yep. heard legends of her and they've seen this absolutely gorgeous, badass woman just pop up in live action, take down yep. fools. She's got like, and you're like, what? <laughs> Who's <laughs> this? Hello, what have we here? And why, why, why she got lightsabers when there's Two. no, when, yeah, lightsabers when, when there's, 
you know, no Jedi about, except there is. From maybe Luke. she's not a Jedi. I am no Jedi. I don't know. Um, I think there needs to be some explaining. I think there needs to be explaining. And if you do explain some backstory on the way, then why not? I think that is almost just like a happy coincidence. I do think either way, in live action, you're going to need to catch people up on who, who on earth this person is and why she is a big deal. I think pretending like everyone is going to know and everyone is going to research or look up the Wikipedia page or <laughs> go and watch Rebels and Clone Wars... It's not going to happen, is it? It's no, not, not everyone, going no. to happen. But there's a way you can do it. And I don't think, I don't think it would take that long. Really? You know, you could, and, and so you could at least summarize it. And if you want more detail, you got your animated series. There you go. I, and I think that's fair. I think that's reasonable. Matty Boy, what do you think, mate? Yeah, I think you're right. I, I, I think they're going to have to because of what you said. It's a big deal. And and us fans know that. And today, Filoni, obviously, she's a big deal. But they need to get people on board. And by simply saying a, a line or two of saying, you know, I was Anakin Skywalker's Padawan, his apprentice. For the people who just know the films or vaguely understand Star Wars, to hear them, to hear them, and think the guy who became Darth, he trained her. Okay, she must be a big deal, like you say. Let's find out more about her. Let's let's continue to watch or go back, like you say, and watch Clone Wars Rebels, or, or like me, loves a bit of Wikipedia. Um, I think they're going to have to, unfortunately. But I'm with Vadim in this, in that I, I prefer them to do most of it in animation where the character was born, and also because I think I think you can get away with it more in animation. Having three short episodes about the origin of Ahsoka. I don't know. It just it, it just feels right in animation, not in a book, not in a comic, not even live action. In animation, I think you can get away with it for 30, what thirty minutes or whatever. If it may only be one short, like fifteen minutes worth of it, I'm happy with that. Um, and and to the, to his first point, which I actually forgot, are we getting too much Ahsoka? Personally, I've said before, I've kind of like wavered on the lines of yes, but I don't think I don't think we are getting too much Ahsoka. I mean, I don't think we as fans are. I think we're getting more now because there are more avenues of us for us to get Ahsoka. But I think Dave Filoni is too reliant on Ahsoka, and that is something I'll hang my cowboy hat on until the end of time at the minute. Because, yep, he did episode five of Mando, uh, and obviously the pilot, without Ahsoka. Okay, obviously, I, I get that. That's cool. But everything else since then is very Ahsoka-driven, and I get he loves the character. There's nothing wrong with that. He helped to create such a big part of this story and such a big part of so many fans lives and existence and fandom but for a creator i would like to see him maybe not be quite so reliant on said character uh to the point where obviously he's this tales of the jedi i think it was even somebody else said it feels a bit like a a passion project and to me i wish they'd spent a little bit more time on other jedi to flesh out the prequel era a bit more and make us feel more for order 66 even more so i think we are kind of potentially on the verge of Filoni overexposure and obviously with the series that he's heading up yeah, I mean does it take, I was thinking about this the other day I was like is Favreau the real brains behind Amando because he's still undoing the story and Filoni's just there saying oh yeah no that's not how they do that he's like the law guy what is the dynamic there that's not to say Dave Filoni doesn't do any work I love Filoni don't get me wrong but Filoni's very keyed in to you know what Ahsoka is doing in this time period to the point where even in the rise of Skywalker where we hear her voice and he's like oh no she might not be dead it's like dude give it up <laughs> come on the most poetic thing was would have been for her to go out in Rebels at 
the blade of vader because then it would have made his redemption so much better in return of the jedi when you know, everyone he'd lost everyone he'd loved was gone and he'd become the monster but no we we wouldn't have got like you say a, a rosario and ahsoka in mando i'm going off on one here i like the character <laughs> i really do but i just wish dave filoni himself would branch out a little bit more because he's clearly got the chops to tell the stories give us new ahsokas you know give us new characters whilst also building ahsoka mate but i don't think we as fans are getting too much i just think maybe dave's focused a little bit too much but um sorry mate what about you on that bit i i'm i'm actually um someone who doesn't necessarily think that we're getting too much ahsoka controversially um mm-hmm. i think we saw we, we saw in rebels right she was a key character in rebels particularly by the end yeah. um but you know kind of on from that you, you've seen her in mando and boba fett because she's in that timeline it's like luke he's also just he's in that timeline yep and it's almost like the elephant in the room then you need to address it you know why wasn't ahsoka involved in the sequel trilogy we we need content to explain that and i don't necessarily need that explained in a mandalorian i don't want that explained in a mandalorian or a boba fett and so her own show makes a lot of sense and so if you can again i i suppose the truth is as we say on the sessions it does come down to a magical word that is execution um yeah. yeah, it's true. Let me have a drink. I'll, I'll have mm. a drink. Yep, yeah, go on. Mm. A bit thirsty anyway, mate. But um, mm. yeah, I, th- I, I think it really comes down to interpretation. I'm looking forward to it. But in, in Filo- I, I trust Filoni right now. That might change. Give it a few weeks, oh, a few months, a few years. I might be like, ah, oh, what a mug. So there <laughs> we go. But listen, we got some wicked questions in this week. And if you want to join in the fun, go to Patreon dot com forward slash star wars sessions our patreon starts at two dollars a month there's not a lot that's decent you can buy for two dollars a month so if you want to join the party come join it's great fun patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions or just download the patreon app and look us up on there you know like that's really easy too um there we go it is dirty and jump on that three dollar tier and you too can ask questions that will get us debating dave filoni ahsoka and all the rest of it and you can debate which patrons we'd have in our team as well and for the record i can't wait for the ahsoka show by the way guys but yeah thank you so much shawnee boy vadim the belgian bond for your questions this week and like luke said check us out on patreon and you too could hear yourself here on the bantina in future weeks however that is going to be that for our time here bartender Sorry about the mess, but we're going to be back again, same time again next week here in the Bantina. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Star Wars Sessions game. Game! That's right. It's the sessions game. Every week we end on a game just for the bants, just just for the love. You know, that's what we celebrate around here. This week it's my turn to host. Matty Boy will be playing uh, the game. Uh, Matty Boy, would you like to know what game we're playing? Give it to me. Give it to me. Um, Mate. 
This one is called Convince the Technician. Oh. Okay. 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 <laughs> Have yes. a wild guess. Have a wild guess. I'll just get it ready. (laughs) 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 What did you do? Explain to the people at home what you just did, mate. I got my cellular device, my mobile telephone, (laughs) and lit it in anticipation. I unlocked it, ready to enter some digits, which I'm not going to mention on air. So, So you are a sales rep from um disney plus okay this is your this is what you're doing so you got your phone you're going to be calling someone okay called simon okay simon yeah i won't say that obviously on the show we don't put their number we don't put their second name but their name is simon you're going to be ringing simon and you're going to ask him if he has disney plus yep and you're going to try and convince him to to buy Disney Plus, right? Download it because you work for Disney. You you are a sales rep, okay? Yep. And to watch Andor, the latest hit smash hit Star Wars show. Okay, right, okay. So even if he's got it, I'm going to be like, you still got to download yeah. it to watch this. And he can't hear me. Like this person in this call, he will only be able to hear Matty Boy just because Matty Boy is going to be holding on speakerphone, <laughs> right, on next to the microphone. So I'm going to be in Matty Boy's ear. So I could tell him something, or I could like direct the conversation. <laughs> Matty Boy is going to have to try and abide by that. But um, okay, yeah. Okay, it sometimes can work even more hilariously when I'm being fed things in my ear. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Here we go. I'll put it on speakerphone for the benefits of those who can't see me. So his name is Simon. Simon, and he's a bit um, eccentric. <laughs> okay, and he's and he's going to enjoy this, yeah? I think so. We'll find out, <laughs> won't we? I hope so. Uh, Disney we'll Plus out. sales rep and or. Yeah. Okay. Disney Plus. So you're trying to, you're, you, you're going to be like, have you got Disney Plus? You know, and like. And if so, have you watched Andor? So if he goes down that route, you can be like, oh, so what do you think of it? Do you know what I mean? And if not, yeah, try right. and sell it. Okay, all right, right. yeah. Here we go, over right. To you, yeah. over to I'm you. going to call Simon now. I've rang yeah. him. Let's get ready for speaker. Here we go. Tell me you can hear this. I can hear it. I can hear it. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> Hello, Burger's phone. Hello, is that Simon? <laughs> It is, yes. Hello, this is Mr. Kaleen from Disney Plus Marketing. Uh, is this okay to have a few minutes of your time to talk about the series and whether or not you have it downloaded? <laughs> yeah, no problem. I'm just going through some IT things. Oh, sweet. That's pretty handy. Well, then you know, um, you know about Disney Plus. You know it's a streaming service, probably the most the premier streaming service in the world. Um, do you have it? <laughs> going through some IT uh, things. I, I do, I do, yeah. And how I often do. do you do you watch uh, products on Disney Plus? Oh, oh, oh. Once a week, maybe two things a week, maybe. Oh. Totally depends on whether my IT equipment can handle all, Ask all them what streams. Sort of Ask him what sort, what of, sort of streams are you watching on there, you know, to make your IT kind of not be able to handle that, that beef? Oh, yeah, you, you know, woodland documentaries. I've got a lot of, uh, got a lot of money in wood. Okay. Um, you like a bit of wood? Ask him what, ask him yeah, what I invest, I invest like, a lot of money in my wood. Okay, that's, fair. that's 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 a nice way to put it. Um, have you watched Star Wars Andor? Uh, no, no, I haven't. No. Is there a reason why? Just because it's obviously the biggest thing on Star uh, Disney Plus at the minute. Um, well, well, I'm not really too sure. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm going to uh, let's say more, more, uh, more real 
topic, more more challenging, um, <laughs> fixing IT problems, a lot of documentaries like that. No, I, I totally understand. In, in Andor, there are moments where they do have technical issues which they need tell fixing. There are tell them there's woodland there in Andor. Wood as well. That's obviously you've said you're interested in in the wood yeah, aspect of things. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, he's got a plot of land in a Absolutely. forest. I mean, I mean, what 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 we're we talking here? What kind of IT problem? Sort of droids broken down. What what are we saying? It's droids broken down. There's moments where they're having to calibrate the location of one of the characters, so they've got this wow. space yeah. age looking bit of technology that isn't made out of wood. I will say that right now. But are, are they are they on the cloud server? Uh, they're, well, they're in the clouds, literally in the clouds, um, Simon Sir. But um, well, <laughs> what what could the show do to make you? No, more interested in watching it because by the sounds of it you have none no interest in watching it and I, uh, as a disney plus rep i can say right now it is leagues look, above the marvel stuff that we're, we're releasing <laughs> yeah good one, look, look, good one. Put, put it this way put it this way um <laughs> if there was a way. bit more let's say a bit more technical technical issues of excel updating um let's say oh, a lot of um recalibration of these droids yeah um I'll, I'll be on board. Um, I want to know the ins and outs. Uh, Tell him back to uh, put, put it this way. I've spent a lot of my life on this. A lot of my money goes on on um, investing in woodland. Um, so I need to I need to learn every process. In, I'm talking droids. I mean, yeah. there could be droids in the next five years. I need to learn this. Well, they do recalibrate a an ex-imperial droid in this. He's called K2SO. Uh, and they recalibrate his inner memory, his inner workings, uh, to become yeah. a you know droid friend, um, ally well, to Andor, which I imagine is probably quite hard him, to do. Ask him if he'd yeah, be happy well, yeah, to I'm, offer I'm, services to I'm Disney. I'm on board. I'm, I'm on board. Um, put, it, put it this way: I'm, I'm looking for a new <laughs> series anyway, so I'm, I'm going to write this down. Ask him. Um, ask I'm him. him uh, cells. Um, ask him. He wants to do some work for afterwards. Disney. I will update the Excel just in ask case. Ask him if he's a, a technician, of, uh, and then ask if he wants to do Disney. Absolutely, it sounds great. And just to confirm, are you a technician? Well, I do. I do everything. I do everything. I don't like to put a name on it. Um, <laughs> anything, anything electronic, I can fix. Put, put it this way: if you've got a problem with your <laughs> IT equipment, any screens, PC equipment, laptops, anything like that, maybe even printers, I can fix these. <laughs> I tell you something: you're a better salesman than I am. Um, real talk: would you ever be interested in working for Disney on a technical level? Oh, I mean, absolutely, absolutely. I do a lot of contract work. Um, and, of course, anything that can fund more woodland for me would yeah. be would be great. Yeah. Okay. Say so um, you've got to go, but you'll add him on LinkedIn. Just to, just to make sure, just to confirm, do you mind me sharing this information with my management and my supervisors uh, and potentially to be in contact again uh, from other departments within Disney? Put this way, if, yeah. If you can, if you can, if you can put my name more out there, you know, uh, put some respect on the name. So I'm a, um, I'm up for it. Well, you sound like a good guy. I like a. You sound like a good, my friend. Thank you so much. We'll do everything we can to get you on another edition of Disney Plus, mate. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you. Put, put this way. Thank you very much. Have a good evening, mate. Thank you, and you. Bye Thank bye. you. <laughs>
What's going on? I warned you, mate. I warned you. Know you know what I thought? Three quarters of the way through. What? Oh. I didn't block my number again. <laughs> oh, no. This guy's just going to put me on WhatsApp and be like, who's this freak? He's going to go, put it this way. Oh. Put, <laughs> every line. Put it this way, mate. <laughs> if there's something technical there, I'm there. I love, I love woodland and forestry, technical. Put it this way. Anything to do with a droid, I'm there. I don't think um, Simon <laughs> listens, but he's a friend of mine, old colleague of mine. So I will be sending oh, him the link. I'll send him the link to the show that, and let him know that we've stitched him up. Uh, he's, he's so you have fun. some kind What's of that? relationship with this guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, thank yeah. you. I used to. I have. I have so many funny stories. When I used to do, I used to do. Like this way. Jo- I used to do a payroll job in an office. I had my own office. Yes. He would come in and stand <laughs> and talk to me like. But, uh, and once you get him going, that's it. Like, he won't stop. Realized, and I love him. <laughs> I love him. I've we'll just do re- it again. I've got, I've got a boy feeding do. great instructions into my ear. But at the same time, I've got this guy, put it this way, mate. I'm talking about, talking about trees. And I'm trying, I'm thinking, I don't, I, it's going on so much, I couldn't <laughs> hear what Luke's saying. So on the video, what? I'm saying to Luke, say it again, say it again. And I kid you not, what he means is he's got an investment in woodland. That's what he means, <laughs> and he always brings it up. He always talks about it. So there you go, mate. There's some. Um, you, uh, you, I think you passed the flying colours, mate. Flying colours. Well done, mate. But well done. He was so into it and so genuine that I, I couldn't like throw him off the scent. I was like, I can't say anything wacky because he's buying this. I can't be like, oh yeah. So anyway, tell me about like Luthan Rail and all this kind of stuff. We're talking about um, Cyril Khan and his cereal because the guy sounded so sincere. He, he he's always sincere when it comes to fixing things when it comes to fixing <laughs> computers and when it comes to wood that's it that's his like that's one of his hobbies so i feel genuinely bad now that he's gonna go. think disney gonna call him but maybe next time i'll be like a, i'll be a senior oh, exec at disney don't, don't worry mate. yeah 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 don't worry mate like next time i'll i'll um i'll give him a bell and i'll be like mate you were only on Star Sessions podcast, and he, he, that's it. Life, comp, life accomplishment achieved. Yeah, of that's course, it. done. Of course, um, it could be you next time. Done. Just like <laughs> this episode. What episode are we on, mate? We're on like one, one, one seven nine, one seven nine. Wow. We're now within six months of the big two hundred, mate. We're within that vicinity. We have been for a few weeks, to be fair, but we're we're now within that time period. In fact, we've been within it for about two months but mate 179 episodes down this is probably the fourth prank call <laughs> not prank call the fourth informative call of the session <laughs> we hope you all enjoyed it what a fantastic as soon as he said you're a technician I was like, oh, here we go it's like that meme here we go i've got it out ready the phone um yeah so hopefully he doesn't um whatsapp me for more details if he does i'll put it on the social let me know let me know <laughs> yeah <laughs> let me know I'll let you know if I get any more, but that is going to do it then for this fun-filled, emotional, serene, beautiful episode of Star Wars Sessions, episode 179. But the fun doesn't end there. No one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? 
They can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. You can search for us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Just search Star Wars Sessions and drop us a voice note or a message to our email. Hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk. And don't forget, we've got a Patreon. Check out the patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. And we've got Discord. It's like a fat off group chat it's mm. great it's geeky it's fun message us dm us if you want to join that because we're selective with who joins actually um but yeah let us know let us know if you want to join and we'll we'll give it a review i'm making it sound way formal than it is but <laughs> there we go do that consider it yeah and if you want to continue to support our show for free you can do by leaving us a five-star rating and review on your podcast provider of choice which does still include spotify Five stars helps the show grow. It introduces new listeners, and it's another way for us to hear from more of you lot each and every week. And please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell your Ewok, tell Ben Solo, tell your cousin, the more the merrier. <gasps> and the castle spicier. Tell your local IT technician and woodland enthusiast, put it this way, this is the podcast you're looking for. So until next time from me, see ya, and from Luke. May the force be with you always. Luke. Trees. Trees, woodland, invest, put it this way, Sun Bolo. Essex-based podcast heroes...